0: Welcome to On the Job with Porak, your go-to place for public safety and officer rights, giving you the news you need to know and discussing the issues that matter.
1: Hi, and welcome to On the Job with PORAC. I'm Brian Marvel, President of PORAC, and with me today is PORAC Vice President Damon Kurtz. Today on the show, we have a very special guest, former San Diego Police Department SWAT officer, Odie Gallup, who's an actor, technical consultant, script advisor, and costume advisor for the TV show SWAT on CBS. Odie, how are you? I'm doing good, thanks. Thanks for having me here. Thanks, Brian. This podcast is about life after the badge. We're going to start talking to uh, officers who've done full careers in their uh, respective agencies and then uh, moved on to uh, really cool jobs. And uh, I've worked with Odie in San Diego. We uh, worked together out of the Western Division, known him for a very long time. And he definitely uh, had a very auspicious career on our department, Uh, being a SWAT officer, which is super cool. I know a lot of officers like to do that. Uh, And then he moved up into the uh, Executive Protection D detail, uh, which is a very select few of officers uh, chosen probably in a variety of agencies throughout the United States, but definitely for our department, San Diego PD. So thanks again, Odie, for being here. And uh, I guess my first question is, you know, being back at Western Division working together, I mean, would you ever see yourself here? I mean, was this even anything remotely on the radar at any time in your Uh, life?
0: No, it wasn't really. Uh, You know, when we were at Western, it was just like you're going through your job, getting through every day, you know, going out on the street, doing the job and getting Getting it done and then throughout your career is the same thing and uh you know when it got close to retirement you start thinking about things but this was not even in the that this was not even in the
1: uh, mirror or in
0: the in, you know anything that I was ever thinking about.
1: How did, uh, so I guess ultimately, how did this come about? I mean. Um, I have a friend that's a retired uh, Navy
0: SEAL Master Chief, and uh, I hadn't talked to him in about a year. It was getting close to my retirement date, and uh, he gave me a call out of the blue and said, hey, uh, Odie, you're on SWAT, right? And I'm like, yeah. And he's like, hey, uh, I have some friends in LA that are uh, unit production managers, producers, directors, and now they're going to come out with a new series on CBS called SWAT um, after the TV show and the movie that came out and, uh, they're looking for an advisor. Would you be interested? And I said, yeah, sure, sure. I'm interested. Let's, uh, see what we can do.
2: Awesome. So, and also you were in the Navy before you were in law enforcement? I was in the Navy for four years on a nuclear-powered fast
0: attack submarine, uh, USS William H. Bates. Nice. Used to be called the Bouncing Billy B because uh, we had a mountaintop at one point, uh, my time on board, so.
2: That would be uh, interesting, being a submarine <laughs> and hitting something. Yeah, it was.
1: Yeah. <laughs> exactly. exactly. Right? Well, being a Navy diver, you probably had to fix that, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I don't know if you can
2: fix that. So, you know, I would need a little bit more than the divers to fix that one. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I did get to dive a few of those submarines on on them. I never went in them uh, other than to check on things, but never went underway on one of those just to, just to fix them.
1: Very nice. So in your 28 career with San Diego PD, um, you know, what were some of the assignments that probably prepared you for what you're doing now with uh, the SWAT TV show?
0: I mean, I think the thing that where it started was in uh, the military, you know, you obviously get the discipline and the the work ethic, which I think I got from growing up in Maine, uh, you know, where I'm from. You get the work ethic, the discipline when you get into the military. After that, you get into the uh, department and obviously going through the academy when I went through was years ago. So back then you still had, you know, the academies where you had survival week and you had all that kind of stuff where, um, you know, you're going out doing the push-ups, you're going to the range, you're doing the running, you're doing all that stuff. So I think
1: all of that, um, you know, prepared me, uh, for everything that came after that. So with your, um, being the technical advisor now, and I know we talked a little bit earlier about it, so what what's a standard day for you?
0: Uh, standard day is um, uh, usually if it's a day shoot, usually they start right around, it could start any time when the sun comes up, usually 6.30 or so, and uh, you go 14, 15 hours, and then uh, you wrap, and then you come back the next day and do the same thing for the whole week. And uh, usually it's a 10-month uh, shooting schedule. And uh, throughout that whole day, you're uh working pretty, pretty hard. I remember when I first started, it was kind of like, you know, being on the PD, you're coming up going, okay, it's Hollywood, you know, people, you know, they work on the show, but, uh, you come to realize real quick that, uh, they work really hard and, uh, long days, long hours.
2: Um, so that, that you kind of see that and you're like, oh, okay, it's a little bit different than what a lot of people have a vision of. So, you know, it be, uh, I think it'd be good to, for the, our listeners to know, when you look at a TV show and particularly as a cop, you look at things and you're like, well, Hey, that's not very accurate. And you're doing something more technical with SWAT and SWAT's very precise. And so SWAT officers are probably looking at things like, well, we don't do it that way. Uh, I think it's important for them to hear your perspective on that, on how they take the creative you know, liberties with stuff to make sure that the audience stays engaged too. Yeah, definitely. I think that's, that's a great question. Uh, you know, when you first
0: come, you know, you're a cop and you watch TV shows, you go, you know, we don't do stuff like that. We don't move like that. We don't wing people. We shoot center mass. We do all that kind of stuff. And once you get on the set, you realize that, uh, the writers when they send you the script, which they do to me, I send, you know, I give them notes and I send it back. But, uh, a lot of stuff has to be, uh, for entertainment, entertainment purposes. So when you see somebody saying, well, we wouldn't go in a room like this or like that, you have to understand that uh, they have to keep stuff in there for the story purposes and I teach them, uh, my partner and I teach them how to uh, massage it to make it look at least uh, tactically sound, that uh, they look good on TV doing it because that's a whole part of this whole show. Shamar said from day one that, you know, in the whole cast, they want it to look as real as possible when they are seen on screen. And I take that to heart and I take a lot of pride in that and, uh, you know, uh, when we first started on the back lot of Universal, I put them through a couple of days of reps and working them hard and doing stuff. And from a T, you know, Shamar Moore, Lena Esco, David Lim, uh, Jay Harrington, Kenny Johnson, Alex Russell, they all take it to heart. And they really, they honestly want to do as best as they can to make it look as real on TV as they can. And like I said, there are times when you have to massage it and it's not going to be exactly the way we do it in law enforcement, but we try to make it as real as we can. And like, you know,
2: SWAT never does investigations, right? But you have to build a story around something to continue that. Yeah. I just wanted to bring that up because, you know, as cops, sometimes we can be a little critical of of police shows. And so I think it's
0: important to have that. And there are some shows, but I'm just saying our show is obviously.
1: Well, the reality is, is I, I think we're, we're our own harshest critics. Yeah. The general public is probably looking at it going, that's that's super cool, I want to do that.
0: The average Joe, yeah.
1: And they, you know, I, th- I think it's a great recruiting tool, uh, your show is, because it really shows a lot of uh, aspects regarding law enforcement. Like you said, it's not strictly the, we're going to do an entry or we're going to do, you know, arrest somebody, but there is that investigative piece and there's more to it than just. And also the the camaraderie and the, uh, you, you know, the the brotherhood if you will that you get in law enforcement
2: we're all family um regardless of the agency you're with there's there's a common bond for us and it shows up in the show as well
0: yeah we try to do that um you know everybody gets together and we do things we'll go out together we do things together so uh that is that that was pretty big for me when we first started that's what i wanted them to do um uh you know so they go they do events together you know they hang out on set together and they do stuff but uh you know it's there's times when i get upset on stuff that, that uh, you look at and you're like well I don't really want to do it that way, and and like I said, it has to stay in the in the show for the story purposes, and yeah,
1: and that's sort of like the way our our political component is at Act that, you know, we don't get this perfect piece of legislation. Right. We have to massage it and work it through the legislature. And, you know, we get beat up by a lot of our members because they're like, well, you should have did this or you should have said no. But the reality is like you, you can't always say no to everything. Right. And,
0: uh, you know, the, the showrunner, Sean Ryan, who has done the shield and you have Aaron Thomas, they're very accommodating. And, and, uh, they always tell me, you know what, we want to make it as real as possible. And they come up with issues that are in today's society. You know, the school, shootings you know immigration you know sex trafficking all that kind of stuff and so they want today's issues
1: to be seen on tv and we we make the best of it as we can on on it so with obviously you really coming from the streets and and being a cop and and doing 28 years and now working with actors um do you have like National dialogue conversations about law enforcement throughout the United States with the actors. Do you have, do you talk about stuff like that, about police work? Um, You know, I think there's this misperception that we have the ability to shoot somebody in the knee or the foot or the hand when in reality, shooting center masses, what we're taught in the academy and through our careers but the reality is is we don't even hit center mass most of the time because it's muscle memory
0: yeah no doubt um, I talk to them every time there's a, I try to talk to them every time there's a police shooting I try to send them the videos I try to get them to watch it and they do they all they all ask questions and and they are the same way as the general public they're like well why can't you shoot his arm why can't you and I go we you know every as far as I know every law enforcement agency is trained to shoot center mass because you try to hit a moving somebody that's moving it's a lot harder than hitting somebody standing still so uh, we do we have great conversations Conversations, and they all understand where I come from and my point of view, and uh, they they all realize when I send them videos and show them videos that are on various websites, they realize what can really happen, and that moment or that millisecond of, you know, trying to make a decision or somebody pulling a gun as you're walking into the car or going back to their car. So uh, I make sure that I send them those videos on a frequent
1: basis whenever I get them. I appreciate that. And um, what advice do you have for somebody that's in law enforcement that maybe not being a technical advisor, because I understand that there's not like thousands of those types of jobs out there, but how did you sort of plan to when for your retirement and then move into this? Was it like, yeah, you've, got the job offer and you're like, hey, I'm going to retire and I'm going to me- immediately move into this? Were there plans like, you know, maybe I'm just going to chill out for a while and then maybe look for something?
0: Um, In, in the beginning before I, before I interviewed for this, yeah, I was thinking about, you know, probably chilling out for a little bit, looking for a job in, uh, you know, security, dignitary protection, going overseas, doing that kind of stuff. But then uh, this came out of the blue and so that's, you know, that's where I'm rolling now. You know, everybody, I mean, they, you know, the show, the cast, the crew, uh, they have all been very accepting. They're awesome. I mean, it's probably the best crew on on television. I mean, everybody is great. They're so accommodating and uh, they want it to be a great show. They work hard as well as the cast. I remember the first, when we did the pilot, Shamara would be sending me videos every night. Does this look okay? Does this look all right? How does that look? Um, And then, you know, they were all like that. They were all texting me. How does this look? Um, I need you to go over this with me tomorrow. And and I get with them before each scene and I just make sure that, you know, what they look like when they're walking, when they're holding their weapon, when they do stuff, I want to make sure that it's right. And they're all very in tune with that. And that's what they all want. So, uh, you know, it's been, it's been a great experience. I mean, uh, you know, it's, it's kind of a unique position. Um, you know, there's only a few positions like that in television and it's not on every show. And our show is pretty much law enforcement
1: specific, heavy on law enforcement because it is SWAT. So, uh, you know, they've, it's been great. Absolutely. Well, we're going to close it up there. And I want to thank you again for, uh, for coming to On the Job with Porak. Really appreciate it. Um, If you want to watch SWAT, it's on CBS at 10 Uh, o'clock. We're switching from Thursday nights to Wednesday nights. So Wednesday nights, 10 o'clock on CBS, and the premiere is actually this Wednesday, October 2nd. Very nice. And then also uh, you can follow Odie Gallup on his Instagram account, O-D-I-E-G-A-L-L-O-P. And uh, I follow him, obviously, in a lot of uh, behind-the-scenes pictures. I try to post as much as I can because, like I said, people don't really get to see that. Um, you
0: know, regular, everyday work, people don't get to see what happens Uh, you know, in Hollywood behind the scenes. So I try to get to post as much as I can. And, and, you know, my recurring character has, you know, some stuff here and there. So I try to post that as much as I can. And you're, you're kind of pushing it earlier when you said actor, that's kind of, you know, that you're, you're stretching it a lot. Hey, you're, you're Sergeant (laughs)
1: Stevens on the show. I mean, you got, you got the creds now, which is awesome. that was one of the questions that I had written down was, is, uh, do people recognize you out on the street?
0: Um, I, I, every once in a while I've been going through the airport and, uh, people will recognize usually when I don't have my hat on, because, you know, on the show. I'm usually, you know, I'm bald. So it's, they recognize me more in the airport, a couple of people, not, not all the time, but here and
1: there, you know, very cool. Must be exciting to, uh, to have that. And just the whole dynamic change, Uh, you know, being in the TV world and being here up in uh, Hollywood. It is. It's a little different than San Diego. Yeah, that it is. Well, again, thanks, Odie. Appreciate you for uh, coming in here. Uh, thanks for listening to the show. I hope you enjoyed today's podcast. Make sure you watch Odie on SWAT. Uh, let us know what you think. We'd love to hear from you. Please join the discussion on our social media platforms. Go to porak.org, porak.org for more info. Please subscribe. And if you're listening to us on iTunes or Google, please give us five stars. That helps us get noticed. We're also now uploading the podcast on YouTube. Subscribe and And be sure to tune in on the platform wherever available. Don't forget to share your podcast with PORAC members, your family and friends. All the best and have a safe day. That's
0: it for this episode. Make sure you tune in next time as we discuss the issues that matter.